welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lady Toast. And I'm Lord Richter. And we're here this week with episode 84, A Mother's Love. A good title, considering who shows up. Yeah, and it's a hell of a fight, too. Yeah. Because we open up with Vipira's mom being there, and man, they do not waste a second. I think Uhtred's just kind of done with her shit. Like, he was kind of done with Vipira there towards the end. And so now with, you know, her mother coming back, he's like, I don't care. She's not here. She's dead. Go the fuck away. <laughs> I didn't even catch so much the go the fuck away. I mean, he has a general. It wasn't explicit. He has a general go implied. the fuck away for her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he actually said it. Man, he got into it quick, though. Oh, yeah. It's just like, oh, she's here. Uh, oh, okay. You're just, we're just, we're going into this. Okay. Roll initiative. <laughs> I love how before they get there, Joe's like, okay, the play is by Pyrrhus and Vigil, oopsie doopsie, bomb, and we had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, <laughs> Joe gets the Dodge Foo going super quick. <laughs> and then Vipira's uh, mom shows up, wants to know where Vipira is, what did you do to her? And it just, boom! Yeah, I do like the fact that despite the character having been dead, you know, and f for a while at this point, you know, Alex is keeping that storyline going. I don't even know that she's been dead a while. I mean, really. I, I mean, mean, maybe not in game. Not, but no, like, for, for us. For us, yeah. It's, it's been a little bit, right? Which is, which is what i meant like it's been a while for us she's been gone we've kind of all moved on maybe tom hasn't so much well tom had said that he was playing vipira hard and fast and didn't expect her to live right so he said he did not expect to get as attached to her as he did yeah so it's nice of alex to continue that storyline despite that character not being there i know sometimes gms will like okay well your character's dead we don't need to deal with any of the backstory stuff anymore. It's like, well, you might, because it might still be story relevant. Everything is already in motion. So I do like that, you know, he's kept that going. Yeah. No, it was it was real nice that uh, she showed up. It was a surprise. Like I said, I wasn't expecting her to show up. I was expecting her to have figured out that Vipira was gone. And Well, um, I, don't, I don't know about that, considering the last time we saw her was a flashback, and she wasn't even on the material plane. Uh, I was just thinking of how she met in the met them on the way to Vigil, and then believe Vipira says, I'm going to Vigil, and she says, well, after Vigil, come talk to me, or some such arrangement like that was made. And then Vigil gets nuked, and I fully expected her to have ascertained that Vigil got nuked, and thus maybe Vipira wasn't there. And so kind of interestingly... When she shows up, she has no idea that Vigil's been nuked. Right, which, which makes me wonder how she tracked the party in the first place. Uh, indeed. Because she's obviously not tracking Vipira. She wouldn't have come to them. So right. how was she tracking the party? Right, that's a, the excellent question. What is more interesting is that if she turns out to be, in, in the course of the fight, in the beginning... And by the way, I'm I'm going to say a few things on the opening up. I, I really loved how the party opened up that fight and got their shit <laughs> together. But they have the knowledge nature check and they find out moon hag and moon hags are almost exclusively Grotus worshipers. And I'm all, wait a yep. second. We just had our genus with the flashback yep. in the shadow vigil or the ghost vigil. And boom, there's the Grotus moon hanging in the sky as all that's going on. And I'm like, well, then she should have known this was happening. I mean, she should have sort of... That's true. I mean, I, I'm just, in my mind, it seems like she has all the connections. And just doesn't put the pieces together. Something, yeah. It seems like everything's there that she could have figured it out, but somehow she didn't or didn't want to, or I don't know. So that part's real interesting, I think. Yeah. We'll have to see how the uh, conversation goes now that they got her tied up. Spoilers for the end of the fight, but yes. Well, yeah, yeah. 
well, I, I believe somebody off recording was saying that the fights just aren't that interesting at all. So, you know, I was trying to, uh, <laughs> you know, dive into my favorite parts, but not go play by play for you. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I do like, I mean, there, there are some funny moments. Well, there are. The, the boggle joke. God, the boggles. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the I boggles. I about lost. Because the, the, mo <laughs> the moment Alex said their boggles i started laughing because i'm just i'm sitting there thinking i'm like oh the word game <laughs> and joe says it yeah he says he says yeah well thank thank god they're not scrabbles or upwards <laughs> and i was like oh uh, i am such a board game nerd that i know what both those are i think most people know what scrabble is upwards maybe not i don't know how popular that one is but everyone's got to know scrabble oh yeah i would think scrabble's much more famous than uh, boggle and yep. you know upwards being the least famous of the three mm -hmm. but still it was funny i liked it <laughs> and I, I, I yeah no it was, it was good yeah and going back to the beginning of the fight i liked how uh joe you know hits with the haste and then uh elksy uh well at first utra did something with his key points which turns out aren't his key points but are arcana <laughs> points um yeah i think he mixes that up twice he does in this he does joe's got the haste elksy uses the haste to get into a flanking gore and brilliter starts the advice you know elk you know antlers down sword guy elbow up you know and he busts out with the bark skin for everybody and then our genus with the uh, parchment swarm which is actually supposed to be called deadly, deadly confetti. confetti per yes. our genus's own words i mean i wouldn't want to throw any salt there you know at our genus uh-huh no, it's not parchment swarm. It's just deadly confetti. <laughs> I mean, considering he needs to be a super consistent guy if he's going to, you know, continue wooing Erasne like he says. Just saying. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, just for the listeners, just to be clear, there was <laughs> anyway. no romance scene in this episode. None whatsoever. We're oh, just no, making no, no. some callbacks to our genus's expressed desire to uh, hook up with Erasne and... I, whatever it is, fix, fix all of her neutral evil. I, I don't I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah. But uh, okay, so parch first parchment swarm goes off. Yeah, they they look great at this. I mean, it doesn't help or it doesn't hurt that Alex is mostly bungling most of his roles. Well, that never hurts. I love it when a game master yeah. bungles the roles <laughs> and I get to do it. Although I have to say, the boggle getting tied up in his own loincloth because he absolutely wouldn't take <laughs> Nick's suggestion of getting tied up getting his you know horns tied up in the building or something mm -hmm. that was hysterical yeah that was pretty good and then uh the of the survivors rainier goes off to get his axe with two gals <laughs> yeah that's what he's doing his axe all i could think was <laughs> you're a soldier you're under siege you've had this undead horse thing you've been terrified of and you don't have your armor on or your weapons suspicious suspicious that's that's just obviously wrong kill them all they're liars <laughs> i mean to yeah. go to my favorite undead slayer it's a trick get an axe what ash sorry ash from evil evil dead and uh what was that an army of darkness bruce campbell ah you know it's a trick get an axe okay sorry i'm i i haven't seen them uh clearly i'm i'm then then i'm dating myself <laughs> Go, you, you should go ahead and cut this all out then so none of that none of that crap is in there <laughs> it could be our little after, after yeah great the after, after chat yeah there it is yeah no old fogies here get off my tabletop kid 
Okay, what else we got here? We've got the surprise creature appearing behind Elksy, the boggle. And that's when this, the jokes yes. we previously mentioned start. Then there turns out to be two of them, which is just even more entertaining for me. And then uh, <laughs> at some point in this area, Alex says, uh, as you're gathering, and I don't remember what the rest he said, because in my head, what I heard was power to empower from uh, Rogar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it just means we miss Rogar. I do miss Rogar. He was he was a blast. That cannon going off was entertaining as hell. Pun intended. Yes, pun intended. <laughs> I had a question. Yeah, I had the, a slight question about the Magus thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's all yeah, one it thing. Yeah, it just turns out as the way Nick said it just sounded weird to me, and which is why I was like, what? Yeah, because it sounds like he's doing an action, casting a spell, and then taking a full round action. But the way the Magus works, you can cast the spell into your weapon. It's all part of one full, and then take full round the full, action. It's all, yeah, it's all a part of one thing. So that's all on the up and up, unlike Matt's character. Ooh, playing <laughs> dirty already. Oh, we went over it last time. We found out afterwards that it's technically broken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then Brillatar with all fine. his uh, Br- Brillatur, sorry, with all the trip attacks. And uh, you know, in my notes mm-hmm. here I said boggles the mind how he is crushing that word game. <laughs> and Joe's I defiantly luck myself. Yes, Joe, go luck yourself. Ah, yep. it was good stuff. I'm trying to see if there's any other fun moments in here. Oh, raspberries from the invisible tripped boggle. <laughs> yeah, there was a it was a lot of light humor in this. I Yeah. I could not believe the number of will saves they were making against that confusion effect. That I was think, I don't crazy. Think they ever failed it. No, nobody did. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I, I recall a character I played. I made four saves against. Uh, I think it was four saves against confusion. No, I'm sorry. I failed confusion, but then rolled four times in a row. Act normally. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. The caster in question thought I hadn't been affected, and so he cast confusion on me again, which was a wasted action. <laughs> Yep. So yeah, I thought I, mean, I was doing good with that, but they just never, they just slammed all those saves. It was amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good. I guess statistically, you would think they would have to fail eventually. You can't keep rolling rocks, but they do. So, Well, that just means there's going to be a fight where they can't make a save to save their ass. They, they tend to go back and forth. Um, some they fights, do. Alex will do really, really well and kind of gang up on them and, you know, they'll pull it out in the end. But, you know, the next fight, it's just kind of a complete one side slaughter by the PZs. So that's tend to how it goes. Yeah. Oh, I got a thing here. I make notes on the things <laughs> just like I did when I... And that this particular fight I found super entertaining and a lot less sloggy than the ones to escape vigil and get to where we are in the story. And I don't know why, but the undead fights have just kind of been lackluster in my mind. I said other than uh, other than the Ando fight, which was just too damn emotional. And uh, <laughs> not sure why... I, I'm really not sure why I see them as ho-hum. I mean, when Crix got killed, that was a kind of a big deal in the fight. I mean, that wasn't just yeah. another ho-hum fight but i just i have not been as engaged in the undead stuff and i'm not again not sure why but uh i mean i'm not gonna say i tune the fights out because i definitely don't i listen to them but you know i'm not here for the combat it's fine you know sometimes that's what the whole episode is like this episode there was only like six minutes at the end that like wasn't actual combat and and honestly that's these are my least favorite episodes there's enough joking around in in them to kind of keep me entertained throughout but like honestly the fighting and the combat part of pathfinder is my least favorite part oh you're so broken i guess but i i just i can't you know when i'm when i'm running a fight as the gm if the stat blocks are right and i'm doing everything the way that i should you know as long as my players are having fun that's great 
that's fine. Personally, I don't find it all that enjoyable. I find the fact that my players are enjoying it much more enjoyable. Personally, I... I, I <sighs> yeah, this is personally, I don't like... I, I would sigh louder, but what's the point? I can, I can make you louder, as, as loud as you want on the recording. You can just hear the... <sighs> Pretty much. No, I get it. I'm probably in the minority on that. Um, I really loved Alex doing the boggle that was dying. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Not quite. Oh, wait. No, baby. Damn. Oh, God. That was, to me, that was so, uh, so fey. <laughs> and so, it <laughs> just so on with the, the thing with the, oh, wait. Oh, my power. Oh, nope. Didn't work. Oh, whoop, uh, oh it was great. I loved it. Yep. I loved it. I thought good. that one was funny as hell. And then there was there was an additional person tied up that got glitter dusted because someone finally remembered he had glitter dust to use against invisible opponents. <laughs> yep, it's always a, it's a nice little spell. It's cheap, you know. It definitely it does what it says in the box. Yeah, and uh, you know where they are. <laughs> yep. So we got gibberish. Uh, sorry, gibberish. Gibberus was G- gibberus. Gibberus. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember <laughs> which one it is. He's dead now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, he wasn't dead. He was uh, tied up. Oh, oh I don't think right. he was dead. Him. They captured him. He's a mortic. Oh, that's right. They killed the boggles and tied up the hag and gibberus. Yes. I think right. because the boggles just got drove into the dirt in terms of damage. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So they got that. That was an interesting turn, uh, especially considering uh, last week's episode, we got some feedback uh, in Discord, which we pay attention to. We read mm-hmm. it. That... You know, we'd kind of skipped the part where they yeah, talked about there being a uh, the possibility that there was a, a mole, uh, a yep. bad guy among them. Yep. So they were right. There apparently, there was there there is one. Although I'm very curious as to why he popped decided this fight to pop up and try and go at the party. But you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's more, or maybe it's the you know something we're supposed to get. Yeah, I don't know because. Um, yeah, I would think Alex would prefer to play like a longer con with that, not, oh, instantly next episode, and here's the guy, oh, you've already captured him. Cool, let's move on. <laughs> or question him and move on. But, you know, it's Alex's game. He can run it how he likes. And he does. Mm-hmm. He he runs it all, you know, fast and loose because he thinks that's cool. <laughs> so cool to ignore the rules with Alex. <clears throat> oh, please. <laughs> He's a huge stickler for rules. <laughs> As I've apparently uh, been told. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Alex is very anti, anti-rule. anti Well, not anti-rule, but anti-flexibility uh, on the rules. Yeah. He's what you would call a, a very strict constructionist of the uh, Pathfinder rule set. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess at this point, we're just kind of waiting to see what happens next week. I guess they're going to question both Vipira's mom and Gibberus. Oh, I had a note about that too, about Vipira's mom, because for some reason in my head it was moving like the uh, the song Stacy's mom. So it was Vipira's mom. She's got it going on. I couldn't get any more <laughs> lyrics, but I, you know, that just played in my head when they were saying that. <laughs> I'm broken. I admit it. I'm just broken. <laughs> just broken. It's fine. It's fine. I looked up the Mortic, mm-hmm. and uh, Alex mentioned that this was an Etelioling et- Etelioling Mortic. Apparently it's a gnome humanoid mortic, mm. and uh, I don't didn't look up much more than just like you know kind of what it what the little bits were for it, and and just sort of skimmed it. I didn't want to get into it too much, mm-hmm. but uh, it makes me wonder what else might be uh, might be there. And of course, I'm Rainier disappearing and never showing back up. 
you know, Uhtred was paying like attention. Suspicious. Very suspicious. So hopefully we'll figure out all that next week. Yeah, they still got to get through the, uh, they still got to get through searching the fort, I think, if uh, memory serves correctly. There's yeah, some really of that that they got to check out too. Yeah. They went in last week. They basically went straight to a fight this week and went, oh, there's the mole. Guess we'll question him next week. <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, it's kind of been one continuous fight, sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, since we crossed the river, right? There was the guy that was impaled on the barricade and they had the fight yep. and they sent the guy home, healed him up, sent him home. And then it was, we're trudging through the, I mean, the, the only kind of downtime is we're trudging through the, the countryside, which is, right. you know, scrabbly and nasty and basically attacking you. And, you know, we go through the little bit of forest and, you know, we face the fext. And Crix gets his head lopped off. You know, then we get to the fort and we got to fight at the fort right away. And then we get the fight with the fort done. And then Vipera's mom happens to hit the hit the bricks right there. So it's kind of it's kind of been like one continuous, you know, fight sequence here. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, we haven't had the chance to kind of dig in. I mean, like like when we had Vigil, we had a lot more we had fights, but we had a lot more, you know, what are we going to do? Let's do some research. Let's make some rolls and. Yeah, so yep. it's been uh, it's been going pretty uh, pretty action intense here. Yeah, and I mean they're behind enemy lines, so yeah, I get that. But yeah, yeah. I'm curious to I, see. I assume we'll have a an episode of more role play stuff coming up, hopefully next week, because I've got two prisoners to interrogate. So because right, because you that. don't you don't care about fights. They're they're just nothing to you. It's not that they're nothing. I just they're not as important to me. They're not as important to you. I got it. Fights are not as important to you. Exactly. So. I'm just going to tell your players that what they should do is when you call for an initiative role, they should start monologuing. <laughs> if Look, if my players want to talk their way out of every fight, I will gladly go with them on that. Some of them are, are going to have to happen just because story-wise, you're not going to talk your way out of every fight. But believe me, I would love to talk their way out of fights. And they have before. So it's not like it's unprecedented. Oh, well. Like they did a whole tournament and one of the fights they went, hey, do you guys want to do this? And they're like, no. I'm like, cool. Forfeit. Okay, we forfeit. <laughs> Just skipped a whole fight. <laughs> it was much more persuasive than that, but y- you get the idea. I'm not opposed to talking their way out of a fight. I'm not opposed to talking past the difficulty. You know, this one, Uhtred could have easily, you know, I think, talked his way past if, you know, he'd even had an ounce of compassion for uh, Vipira. Vipira's loss. <laughs> and by Vipira's loss, I mean the fact that she's gone. Yes. But I think I I think that it's that Uhtred is really upset that she's gone. Because, I mean, from his perspective, he's lost. I think he's lost Everyone. everybody. Yeah. He's the only one left from the original. Yeah. yeah. So he's lost everybody. So Vipira hurt a lot. And then, you know, Rodgar bailed on him and I can't take it anymore. And Vipira's gone and all this and just. Yeah, so yeah. He, he may just be feeling abandoned, and that's why he kind of lashed out at her, which I get. But yeah, that's well, what he's... I find interesting. Oof. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was like the fastest, you know, diplomacy into battle I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that could have gone faster if he had, you know, looked at her and said, "You miserable old hag, I'm going to kick your ass." I don't think we could have gotten to initiative quicker. Too many words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's too many. Just way too many words there. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, I guess that uh, kind of brings us to the end of the episode. Yeah, I think so. So I guess that does it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lady Toast. And I'm Lord Richter. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
See, now all I can think of is a romance scene between <laughs> between Tom and Alex. With Tom doing the, ah, yes, we're the Phrasma uh, 4. <laughs> I know, and that is a horrible impression of our genus, by the way. Yeah. It's terrible. And, and, and then, no, because the best part is because Alex has to do the voice with Tom. <laughs> And then they have to get Michelle to dub over it, which is oh god, just great. That gets even worse. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, honey, we have a romance scene. You're yeah. going to be doing a romance with Tom. <laughs> oh man, we are going to pay for it for this. I swear to God.